Hello, everyone. Thank you so much again for joining us for another week of great conversation. If you joined us last week, you listened to me be the guest and Taylor interview myself on my business journey. And this week we are excited to, um, you know, switch gears. And now Taylor has joined me as a guest today. Taylor, how are you? I'm doing great. Um, We are entering September. School is in full swing with the kiddos. Um, The house is empty and I'm feeling (laughs) like a brand new person. Um, Like honestly, like ready to dive back into business and get ready for, you know, booking season next year. So yeah. How are you, Kelly? I'm in the exact same boat as you. Um, our daughter just started at my at my son's school, and my life has totally changed. I feel so great about the work life balance. Um, a little bit um, bittersweet. We actually didn't start my son this early, so my daughter's 18 months old. We sent her away. Um, they're in school four days a week, which feels like a lot, but um, you know we have it's kind of time to pour back into our business a little bit. You know, we've had two kids pretty close together with a pandemic slapped in the middle. And um, I always say that our business has been a little bit in hibernation. And this is the year that we're kind of back in that growth mindset a little bit, not coasting. And so I'm really excited for like what, what this upcoming season and next year has to bring. Yeah. Yeah, same. I have I have three kids. So now we're like entering the season. Like my oldest is seven and a half. So we're like balancing homework and extracurriculars and like also having so my daughter, my youngest, is two months older than Kelly's youngest. So we're like kind of in this like baby toddler phase together. And like I had never put any of my kids into any like daycare situation. And like we finally just did. I was like, I can't I love my early mornings, but like I can't work at 4 a.m. anymore. Like it's just not sustainable as a human being. <laughs> like I've been doing this for a really long time and I'm like ready to not. <laughs> so um, work-life balance is definitely the goal for like this school year. Um, yeah. Yeah. And we are um, just a couple weeks away from our very first uh, mastermind coming to a close. We have absolutely loved it. We can't wait in the next um, few months or so to bring on some of our mastermind students just to talk through their success with you guys. I cannot wait for you guys to hear just their stories of um, light bulb moments and um, big things that are happening in their business. Um, being together for 12 weeks has been such an amazing opportunity for them to make big shifts in their business. And um, it was a really cool group of filmmakers from all over the country. And um, we're excited to open it up again next year too um, in February. So we hope you guys, if you're not already on the wait list, Taylor, what's the wait list link again? It is the levelupco.com slash course waitlist. <laughs> Perfect. And that filled up honestly within 48 hours last time. So yeah. um, definitely grab jump on the waitlist if this is something that 2024 is the year that you want to look different than it did this year. Um, jump in so you get first priority in those seats that were co- really coveted. We were so honored and we absolutely love our mastermind students. Yeah. So, you know what? It's There's a dash between the word course and waitlist. I just double checked to make sure. So course dash waitlist. Um, sorry. You'll get like an arrow, an error message if you type in the first one I said. Course waitlist. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I'm excited, Taylor, to um, interview you and hear more about your story. Yeah, let's do it. 
This is the Level Up Podcast. I'm Taylor Petrinovich. And I'm Kelly Gilster of 618 Studios. And we are on a mission to help filmmakers level up their businesses and their craft so they can make more and work less. We want to help you confidently take your business from mainstream to luxury, and it all starts right here. So, Taylor, I know a little bit about your story, um, but fill me in the rest of the gaps. How did this whole journey start from you? Like, what season is this for you? I started in 2017, so this is my seventh season, but, like, I'm coming up on my six-year anniversary. You know how, like, you're kind of ahead in seasons? Does that make sense? So, um, so yes, and I started filming Weddings in August of 2017, and I know you started in August, too, so we have, like, a similar little business anniversary. Um, my, my journey is kind of probably similar to a lot of people in that I stumbled across wedding filmmaking by accident. I didn't, like, grow up wanting to be a wedding filmmaker, you know? Um, so, it in also, it was kind of similar to you, too. So, when I got married, I got married in 2015. And in that time, I was very into YouTube. Like, I loved watching YouTube. I had, like, all these people that I, like, subscribed to and, like, loved and... Um, just watched all of their content and naturally like I feel like what happens well back in 2014 2015 like I feel like YouTube was like in its like heyday it was like coming into into itself like a lot of creators were like blowing up out of nowhere like it wasn't as saturated as it now was now but like that's where you started seeing um people doing like travel vlogging was really huge and really upping the game in cinematography so I actually became like kind of aware of like how beautiful these videos were. I had like my favorites that I loved watching. And so naturally when it came to like book our vendors for our wedding, um, I actually put a lot more like value into booking our videographer. And honestly, just kind of like all coincided at the same time. If it was a year prior, I probably wouldn't have like really cared about videography, but because of this like YouTube obsession, I did. Um, And so, um, I mean, we're not fancy people. I think we spent like $30,000 on our wedding and like, $1,500 on our photographer, but like $3,500 on our videographer. Like we like, I really valued video and he did a great job. Um, it was, I love, I love our wedding film and, um, I loved it. Like that whole process so much that I brought like a point and shoot camera to our honeymoon. And I like, um, I remember watching our wedding filmmaker. He had a video on his website of like a vacation video. It was like very beautiful. It was like cinematic. Um, but like, I remember trying to like shot for shot remake his vacation video, but for our honeymoon video. Um, and I just thought it was like, I used the same like music track, like everything. Um, and I was like, so proud of it. I remember sharing it on Facebook, like (laughs) just being like so proud. I love Um, it. I love it. it, That's kind of like where, like, I was like, oh, I can like kind of do this too. Like how fun. Um, I got pregnant really, really quickly, um, after getting married and, um, at the time, like when, when you're like having your first kid, you like obsess over everything, right? Like, so naturally I was like a huge YouTube person, like as a consumer of YouTube. And so like, I started following all these moms and like really consuming the mom content. And I was like, I should do this. I can totally do this. Like I have a camera now that I bought for honeymoon video. So I actually started a YouTube channel and like did a bunch of like mom content and all that stuff. I actually saw like semi-success I think like it actually the YouTube channel still exists you guys um I think I have like 8,000 subscribers or something like I don't know it was like pretty good for like putting nine months of work into it you know 
Can we like drop the YouTube link in the show notes? (laughs) No. Dang it. This is the content that the listeners are here for, Taylor. Come on. No, just kidding. But it's still floating out there. If you find it, send me a DM. Um, Actually, I've had three people. So I started this podcast back in 2020, and I've had three people separately DM me saying, I found your YouTube channel. And I'm like, shh. Don't tell anybody. Um, but yes, that was part of my journey. Um, I had my daughter. Obviously, like as a mom, it's hard to balance. So I, I was still doing YouTube content. Um, but then around the time of my uh, her first birthday, like shortly before that, I was just like super like done with it. Like I really loved the video creation process. I thought that was like so fun. But like I kind of ran out of like ideas. Like I was like people don't care about me cleaning my house anymore. You know what I mean? I was like, this is so lame. So I was um, actually like talking to my husband and I was like, I don't think I can just be a mom. Like, I think I'll go absolutely crazy if like my entire day consists of just like taking care of a baby and cleaning and cooking, like, and that's it. Like I need, I need something to work towards and like a project, like I'm a huge project person. and so he was like, well, I mean, you like bought all this stuff. Like I had like lighting, audio, like I was like into wow. the stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I, I had like a Canon Rebel, like T3i, you know, like all this stuff. So that was like very fancy for like someone who doesn't know what they're doing. Fancy. Um, yes. And so he was like, you should make a company where you like make videos for other people. And I was like, brilliant. Yeah, let's do it. And I was like, okay, what? I was obviously like taking my own like frame of reference of where I was and like trying to apply that to video. So I was like, I guess I could do like maternity videos, birthday, like, I don't know, whatever. All these things that like kind of there's no market for, obviously. Um, So like I started like asking people like, hey, can I film this? Can I film this? Like just like all like my friend network. And so like a bunch of people did me a huge favor and let me like film them awkwardly, like walking through the park. And like that was how I built like a portfolio. Um, and all of a sudden somebody who I went to high school with reached out. Um, we were never very close, but like we were friendly and she was like, Hey, I'm getting married like in a month, like, and I see you are doing videos. Like, would you come shoot my wedding? And I was like, yes, I can. Um, I had bought, it was like the original Ronin S I had an original Ronin S. Um, so obviously I was like big time, right. With my stabilizer right out of the gate. Um, and there I'll be, you I go. Totally shoot your wedding, and I will do it for eight hundred and seventy-five dollars. And she, she was see. Like, okay, wait. Time out. I love this story because there's so many people like me where I'm like, I shot it for free. I shot it for a hundred bucks. Like coming right out the gate, like commanding eight hundred and seventy-five dollars. Like, good for you, Taylor. Like, Taylor's a boss Taylor. from the very beginning. <laughs> she knew Uh, she knew her value yeah it's that's actually funny I probably wouldn't recommend like if we were coaching someone who was like just getting started I probably would recommend them do something for free because like there's just so much you don't know like you've never filmed a wedding before and you're gonna show up like it is chaos and I feel like you need some experience before you can charge for that like even just $875 with inflation like that's probably over a thousand you know um Anyway, so I did, and I filmed the wedding, and I, like, remember it was, um, so I, 
I live in a great area. I'm not Orange County, but um, I live in like the Sacramento area. And so I'm like smack dab between like Tahoe and like Sonoma Napa area. So this is like a Sonoma wedding. It was like very, it was pretty. Um, so I remember driving home, getting home at whatever, 1030 at night. And I was like to my husband, I was like, I loved that. Like that was so fun. I'm doing this. And he was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. He's more like you, Kelly. He's like a slow adopter. He's like, hold your horses. Okay. Like you haven't even edited it yet. Like do you like yeah. we don't even know if you want to do this and I was like screw you I'm putting out an ad in the <laughs> Facebook group <laughs> basically is what I did I was like you can't tell me what to do I'm doing it um meanwhile I had just like two months ago like prior to this found out that I was pregnant with our second daughter so our oh wow first two I didn't know this months apart yes so from the very I filmed my first wedding pregnant with my second daughter. So like I've always had kids as a business owner. I've always had to balance those things. Um, and now I have three kids. So I feel like I like, I've got it down now, but like, um, I actually feel like this was probably an easier way to do it than like having all me. the time in the world. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like that kids was me are thrown in the mix. Yeah. It was like really harder, hard. Probably. We yeah. went nine years. So we had our business for nine years before we oh had gosh. kids and like, we had our flow down and we were like hustling and networking and like probably not with like a clear strategy in place. Like we could have been smarter about like our ways of networking. And I wish that we had the framework that we have now to utilize that. Um, But uh, yeah. And then, and then all of a sudden, like I got pregnant with our son and, and we actually weren't really sure that we kids were like in our plan of life. Um, we were really loving like the trajectory of our business and like so happy with like where we were at and our business was our baby and like it still is our first baby. Um, but yeah, that just, that was really hard. So like that's so I also, I wonder about that because I know that there's so many people and maybe those listening who decide later on in life that they want to pursue wedding videography and they already have a family. And so, you know, or I see like young ones, like we had Lucy Cameron on the podcast a few episodes ago. You guys should go listen to her podcast if you haven't already. It's so inspiring and she's so young and I just like see where she's at in life and her season and I'm just like, go, go, go. Like, do you know that meme where it's like people are using that sound that's like, it's from some movie and it's like someone cheering someone on from afar, like, go, you got this. Like, that's how I feel now that we have like two kids. It kind of like slowly starts to slow my ability to be able to like fly to North Carolina and go shoot a wedding for free for a planner. Like, I, you know, it's just harder to do that once you have kids. But before you have kids, you can like do yeah. all that stuff. If you don't have kids yet, like just know that like <laughs> you should be – like really using this time wisely because you'll never get it back. <laughs> Just but then you also don't um, know. Like, uh, <laughs> like you also don't know. Like for what I used to accomplish in like two hours before kids versus what I accomplish in two hours after kids is vastly different. Like I'm so much more like focused in on my time because I know that that window is so small and I am way more yeah. efficient. You become so yeah. efficient. Okay. And like you're really good at like – this task probably doesn't need to happen. I'm going to focus on what actually matters. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Okay. So now I back to like, your story. Boop, boop, boop. I, I was like, cool. This is like also the time. This is 2015. No, 2017. So like f- there was a lot of like buy, sell, trade, wedding Facebook groups, um, especially in my area. And so I like hopped onto Canva and I made a little graphic and I was like, ooh, I'm going to like 
do a special. Like everyone loves a special, right? This is very talking to like the budget client. And I was like, yep. and I just like rolled with, I was like, somebody booked me. We know. Yes. I was like, somebody booked me at 875. That price works. People are going to do it. So I just stuck with it. And I was like, I'll take five weddings. If you book between now and October 1st, this is like literally like August 26th or something. So like I gave them 30 days. I was like, I will, I have five spots for $875 and you get eight hours of coverage, single shooter, highlight film, full documentary film. And I sold out all five of them. And that like got me my first like stream of like cash flow to like invest in like better quality equipment. Um, I actually like, so this is like kind of a point of like, pride for me is I've never like taken from our household finances like to like fund my business like I've always like even to like buy the YouTube like equipment like I was like selling clothes on eBay like I was like a hustler I was like I'm not gonna have a hobby that like takes away from my family I only want to have a hobby or a business that like adds to my family um so like that was a huge thing for me so like I really like worked my way up like acquiring things and like just dumping back in my business and obviously like my husband like worked so I didn't have to like take any sort of like profit cut in the beginning or anything um but yeah and then actually like after that I had some like most of those weddings were like in the fall of 2017 so I was able to like I had like a handful of content to share and I actually booked out the next year for with 18 weddings like ranging in price from like amazing a thousand to twenty two hundred dollars like in my first like full season um and Yeah, I mean, I I kind of, like, very slowly grew between, like, 2017 and in 2020. And um, something that happened was this, like, weird worldwide event, you know? Nobody knows what I'm talking about, where everything was, like, strangely (laughs) shut down. Um, And us in California, like, we really did kind of, like, get hit a little harder than some areas of the country. Like, yeah, weddings did not It was hard until 2022, like honestly like july yeah yeah like, i remember we didn't yeah it was like wishy-washy until it was like solid year and a half pushing on two years we didn't mm-hmm. shoot like our last one that was like affected by that november of 2022 mm. it's wild yeah i had my last covid reschedule like mid summer 2022 so yeah it definitely like took a long time but anyway so like this world shutting down um thing that happened um actually like triggered something in me like in the fall of 2019 I did my first like styled shoot I had a planner who I'm now friends with she like randomly reached out to me and she's like hey like there's this new venue here and we're gonna do a styled shoot we were looking for video like do you want to come out um And that was the first time I ever, like, got asked to, like, do something for free. And, like, so it was kind of, like, a point of contention with my husband. He's very, like, why would you do that? And I'm, like, it's – there's a long game here at play, okay? It'll work out. Yeah. Um, So I, like, went and, like, did the styled shoot. And that kind of got me, like, realizing that there's this, like, other world outside of just, like, the events you book. And, um, you know, it was, like, published. And I was, like, what does this mean? Like, what is Style Me Pretty? I don't even know. Um, And so it, like, kind of, like, sparked this whole thing. And so um, the world shut down. And in June, like, this is, like, height of it. Like, you're supposed to be home. And at least in California. Um, But people were starting to get kind of brave with masks outside, right? Um, I actually, like, reached back out to the same planner, um, who I did that other one with. And I was like, Hey, I would love to do a styled shoot, um, at park winners is, is the 
venue that I wanted to do. It's in California. It's like an hour from where I live. And I was like, I really want to do a style shoot. Here's my vision. I like created a mood board. Um, it was very like what I thought was like very luxury. It was like green and white florals and like a sleek dress and like all this stuff. But now like looking back, I'm like, what a basic, 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 basic shoot. Wow. Um, but she was like, yeah, cool. I have a photographer in mind and I think we should ask her to come on board. And I was like, sweet. And that was Ashley Baumgartner, um, Ash Baumgartner, who I'm like dear friends with now. Um, and so we brought her on and we did the shoot like a month later. And like, actually like that trickled into like this weird thing where I did like four or five styled shoots that year. And, um, I only shot like three weddings. They were all like very micro weddings, like, um, you know, like 12 to 15 guests in attendance. Um, but like having this like log of like really great editorial work actually like kind of gave me like much better content to work with than like the actual weddings I was shooting. And I just leveraged the heck out of it. And um, over the next year, 2020, 2021 looked not great. It was like mostly reschedules, you know? Um, but over that time, I like did so much like work on business development and relationship building and all this stuff that going into 2022, I started booking weddings, um, mostly between like the six and $10,000 mark. So like, honestly, kind of out of nowhere, like yeah. fall of 2019, I think I was booking at like 4,000, 4,500. And I kind of like doubled that, um, in the meantime. And this is where like my husband's job does give me like more opportunity. Cause I, I had the choice to fail. Like I could fail and it would be fine. Like if nobody booked, it wouldn't be a big deal. You know what I mean? Um, so I, I got to play with things. And so I got to see what worked, what didn't work with like no risk kind of. Um, and so, yeah. And then I, I booked, I don't know, like four or five weddings that were more high end, high profile luxury weddings and then just leverage those. And then, I don't know, here I am. So that's fun. You are such an inspiration, honestly, just like so fast like and that you just like had this vision and you just knew like what was going to work and where what was going to best suit your business and like I felt like just the strategy straight from the from the get-go you know that that's huge yeah I see I see business especially like in our industry as like a huge game of chess and like you can play it safe and you can just like play your little like you know your little pawns like here and there or you can just like line things up and go straight for the kill of the king like right away and that's kind of like I feel like I kind of set myself up like in a very like that way but again like it was okay if I failed um so there's like no fear like like bungee jumping like it feels scary but you know you're gonna be fine (laughs) yeah Um, and me like I feel like I'm constantly like Paul's always like over my shoulder when I'm like ready to like change my collections around and raise my prices he's like higher more and I'm like no 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 one's gonna book us at that rate and he's like you're a coward no just kidding but like (laughs) I really do like I need a huge pep talk I'm for those listening if you are like someone who needs a pep talk when you raise your prices I need a pep talk myself but I can also be that pep talk for other people like it's weird I can be the pep talk for other people to raise their prices but when it comes to myself like that inner I just have that inner battle of like wait no is it okay I'm not quite sure so Paul's always like yes raise your prices it's gonna be okay and I mean it always is um it may just kind of come down to especially if you're making huge huge jumps like doubling your prices just know that that is most likely going to come to down to like re-networking 
right? There's going to be times mm-hmm. where you're going to outgrow the relationships that you have currently, and that's okay. And sometimes some of those some of those people will be in the same growth mindset as you, and you'll find your way back. That's happened a lot over the last 13 years. We've had moments where a planner has like skyrocketed in growth, and then we kind of played catch up and vice versa. Like we kind of skyrocketed, and they were like, oh, you know, they've kind of been honest with us and said, you know, hey, you know, you're a little bit out of budget from like where our clients are currently, but we hope to get there in the next two to three years. So like then they've played catch up and stuff. And and sometimes even those relationships are the ones that um, are those true long game relationships too. Um, yeah. That, you know, they've been in business as long as we have. And, and sometimes you're in that same market serving the same client at the same time. And then other times there's kind of those jumps. Yeah. So we're finishing up our mastermind and a few weeks ago I presented in there um, and we were talking about growth and we're talking about big jumps. Like somebody had a question like, what if I go from this price to this price? And something um, I just kind of like, I hadn't thought about it before, but like I feel like this phrase is like really good to like cling to is that like big change requires big action. Um, so whether that means like rebranding, like doing a big like content push where you're like creating all this content, like going to big networking events, like building relationships, like if you're going to make a big jump in order to like have it be successful, like big action has to like be paired with it. And so that's like one thing that I've always done. Like I am like, I've never felt like happy with the status quo. And I actually think that that could be a character flaw for me because I think it like, has a lot to do with my like feeling of like happiness and contentment as a human, but I'm always looking for like, for like the next thing and always like getting ready for like the next jump or leap. So like my website's never the same. If you look at my website in the spring or the fall, like it's going to be completely different. Like I'm completely reworking it all the time. Like Instagram going through and deleting a bunch of stuff. Like I'm all, I don't know. I feel like I'm always just this like spiral of like change and growth and work because I don't know about you guys, but like, I want big things for my life. And I know that that's like the work that's necessary to like put into it to get there. Like you could just like sit around and like hope that things come or you can go and be really, really proactive and like make it happen for yourself. And like, I feel like that's like always been my like tendency is to like, I don't know. I feel like I'm saying like a lot, like, like, like. No, Um, we're all wired differently. And I, I just went through a re, not a real complete rebrand, a refresh, new website, things like that. Um, last June and we hadn't had a new website in seven years and I literally didn't touch it. And like that only hindered growth, like in our business, like this is a very fast paced industry and how trends change. Trends are constantly changing. Styles are constantly changing. Like we're following like Pantone's color of the year every single year and following that like it's a yearly thing and so it's really important to know that like the way that we approach refreshes and rebrands and we talk about this in our course and mastermind the difference between the two but um whether you're those really should be a little bit more reoccurring than like other industries just because Mm -hmm. of like we this and in the luxury market, they're like chasing fashion and the next set of trends and things like that. And that moves so quickly. So 
just, you know, I don't want people to feel nervous that it's like this rat race because it really isn't. And I think that's why like understanding a strategy that works is so important because then you're not spinning your wheels in areas that aren't going to gain traction to get you there, if that makes sense. Totally. Yeah. 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 There's things that matter more than others. And like our job is to help you focus on those things to make the right changes. Um, we were, oopsies, sorry, I hit my mic. Um, we were on a mentorship call the other day with, um, a filmmaker who recently had her website redone. And actually like it, I feel like we, we spent a lot of time on her website and like trying to help her tweak things and things. And I feel like having a third and or second and third set of eyeballs on your stuff, like is so helpful because like we get so attached like emotionally to the things that we do in our businesses. Um, and it, seeing them from like an outside perspective can just like shed so much light. So, um, we're, we're here to give that to you, whether that be through the podcast or mentorships or mastermind or however you choose to like interact with us online. Like that is like the heart behind what we do to like be your guides and to give you real honest feedback. Like Kelly and I are not about sugarcoating things. We're not just going to tell you how amazing you are and like leave it at that. Like we really want to help like strategize with you so that you can get to your goals. And like, I know a ton of you listening have huge goals because you tell us about it like on Instagram or wherever you're like sending us DMs and stuff. And we know that you can achieve them. Um, and you can just achieve them a little faster with, um, a little bit of guidance and like suggestions, I guess. Yeah. We always say whenever we jump on mentor calls, we're about to dive in and we're like, okay, We're not here to hurt your feelings. This is all said out of pure love because we want to see real true changes in your business and we care about your business. And that's why we're saying these things. So like, I'm always like, I'm, I never want to be like a bear of bad news or anything like that. Like, I just want to be everybody's friend, honestly. Like Taylor says, like between the two of us, I'm just like the outgoing friend one, like out making all the friends and, and it's true. So I, you know, I always am like, okay, we're doing this as a friend to you first right? So any feedback that we're giving you, we do not want to hurt your feelings. I hope that you're open to it. Let's dive in. And it's a lot of fun. We love, we love doing those. So, um, so Taylor this year, what is your business looking like? Yes. So it was a slow year for a lot of people. Um, so I had eight weddings on the books, have eight weddings. Um, and my average is sitting at 15,000. So, the range is from 11,600 up to 18,000 and like 15 kind of just being what it all averaged out to. I think five of the eight would be ones that I would consider to be like portfolio worthy, which is really exciting. I feel like that's like a very high ratio. Um, most that of is them really are high. Mul- I feel like, I feel like mine, yeah. I only have like four this year of 11 that I feel like are true portfolio ones. And I'm being very, very choosy. Like, honestly, like, they're, they're, they're decent. They're good, right? But, like, you know, I'm being picky, I guess. So that's amazing yeah, that five should. of your eight are good. Yeah. Yeah, you should be picky. You should. I, more people need to be more picky. Um, unfortunately, two of those five are NDA, though. So Yeah, um, me too. I have a few of those. So it's, like, uh, the details for those I can show. Um. But yeah, I'm really excited. I've worked with some like really great creative partners this year. I mean, no Jose Villa. Well, I mean, in line, maybe close to Jose Villa. Yeah. Um, yeah. But not Jose. He's, he's on my list for sure. Um, lots of multi-day weddings. Um, 
Yeah. And then actually I'm very excited next year. I, so I'm working with my own like mentor per se. And, um, we've decided that a great way for me personally, like as a filmmaker to grow and feel like comfortable with growing is to focus on, um, maybe some like warmer climates outside of California with opposite seasons so that I can like round out my calendar. One thing I kind of struggle with, I, I mean, I would love to book like between 12 to 15 a year. Like that would be kind of my like really happy place, but 12 to 15 all booked between May and like the beginning of October is kind of a lot. Like that's a lot, um, with three kids and everything and like them being home for the summer and like all this stuff happening. So we've kind of decided together that like a great strategy for me is going to be to expand to like more of like a Florida and like the Southeast, um, for like those off season months. So targeting those for like January through April. So that's actually like going to be the strategy moving forward. So I can have, you know, maybe like three, four, five to like kind of round out my calendar and like alleviate some pressure over like the busy California months. Um, so that's kind of like an exciting thing moving forward. Um, but yeah, I think over the next couple of years, I mean, I would love to, you know, be in line with, with filmmakers, you know, like Peyton Frank and like Larev and like Storybox. Like I would love to like be filming those caliber of events. I feel like as somebody personally who gets like, honestly, like kind of bored easily, like uh, things become the status quo too quickly for me. Like I feel like that's going to have to be what happens like for me to remain like really excited about like things. Um, and I know that's kind of your goal too. So yeah. that'll be kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's those such great goals. And if you guys, if any of you guys joined us for our road to luxury workshop this past June, it was just a couple months ago. Um, we mapped out with everybody what their one year was it one year goal, three year picture and 10 year vision, mm-hmm. right? Or one year vision. I think vision is a big one. I think that's the, 10 yeah, year. yeah. Yeah. And that's so important. You guys like for so long. And I think that's where a lot of filmmakers and I myself included, you start to just feel like you just have to reach this number. I just need to shoot whatever it is for you. If it's 10, if it's 15, 25, 35 weddings, you're just so, um, stuck on this quantity over the quality and really taking a sec to like dive into what are those peak months? So often I hear filmmakers say, oh man, I just got a dream inquiry and I had jumped the gun too quickly and I kind of booked something out of like a fear mindset that I shouldn't have booked, you know, this certain client. Like it wasn't my ideal client. It wasn't like that big of a collection. Um, So, you know, I think, you know, rather than that scarcity mindset, um, just kind of generating more of that abundant mindset that more is going to be there, more is on the horizon. You know, it's always such a bummer when you get those that come through that you're like, dang, that could have really catapulted my business. But instead I played it safe and I booked it just to book it, to reach a goal number that I had at this point in the booking season. Um, so just something to think about as, you know, engagement season's coming, which means booking season's on the horizon. Um, just, you know, really looking for opportunities on what's going to serve you well um, and what is something that you are going to decline because you're, you know, you have your sights set on something more. Yeah. And just know if you're doing all the right things, if like, if you're following a framework, like it will come, it will come. It's kind of, okay. So 
I don't know if I'm going to be able to like phrase this correctly, but I saw it on TikTok a few weeks ago and it was like, you guys, like, we're all going to have different beliefs and stuff, and that's totally fine, so I'm just going to say that. That's fine. Uh, but, like, if you pray to God for patience, he's going to put you in a position where you build that skill of patience. Like, it just doesn't just, like, happen. Like, he's going to, like, put that in your world to, like, make that <laughs> be something that you grow into. And I feel like that's with business, too. Like, you can't just, like, be, like, wishing, 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 wishing that, like, your business is going to, like, all of a sudden explode. Like, no, if that's your wish, then you need to now put it into action the things that are necessary to do that and then just have faith that it will come. You know what I mean? So like there's a difference between like hoping and praying it'll come out of nowhere versus like putting yourself in line to make it happen and then just having faith that it will like, I don't know, yield a result or whatever. I don't know. Um, but I kind of like that perspective. I was like, yeah, like that, that makes sense to me. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. I think that all of us can take that mindset as we enter into 2024. I mean, it's just around the corner. Just the other day, I was putting together a newsletter and I said 2024 and Taylor was like <laughs> spell checking it. She's like, oh, it's 2023 still. And I'm like, shoot, I live in 2024 now. Like it's basically here. It is basically here. Like, honestly, it's going to be like Halloween and then like all the holidays. And then it, oh, man, I am like, no, I'm actually kind of excited. I'm here for it. I'm here for the holiday season this year. Last year I was a little bit stressed with a baby, but now I'm like, let's do it. It's going to be fun. Sounds fun. I'm ready to be fun. Well, Taylor, your story is so inspiring. And again, if you listened to my story last week and Taylor's story this week, we know that it is so, so different. We came from different, you know, we entered at different seasons of life. We, you know, our business is built in a different way. You know, myself, a husband and wife team, yours as a solo shooter by bringing on highly qualified seconds and thirds. Um, and then just the way that we tackle growth is so different. And, um, I think that that's such a good way for those listening to know that there isn't just one clear road to get there. Um, yes, there's a strategy in place that needs to be followed, but you can enter into the industry if you're 21 years old, like myself or 41 years old, like there is no, there's no rule book. And so, um, great success can be found in any season. And, um, we're here to cheer, cheer you on along the way. And, uh, we look forward to chatting with you guys again next week. Thank you for joining us in this conversation. If you enjoyed this episode, please help us reach more filmmakers just like you by taking a screenshot and sharing it on social media. Don't forget to tag us at The Level Up Co. And join us again next week, same time, same place, as we continue to level up the industry together. 